the match ball. Hello and welcome to the match ball for the Norwich City away game. It's Dan Michael and Moscow with you on the live stream on YouTube for our TSB Plus subscribers. If you're listening after the event, you can catch all the um, all the games live streamed. The uh, the match balls, not the games. We can't stream the games. That's very very naughty. <laughs> you're uh, getting into no wheeling territory here. Have you been hacked? A, his Somebody's brain was hacked, his brain was just hacked. It was yeah. Um, just a quick heads up. Levi Solicitors bring you the podcast at ten percent off your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball uh, right where do we start with that it's three points in in the bank but I didn't enjoy that particularly it was awful wasn't it yeah but it's going to be like that until we get out of this bloody mess isn't it it, it felt like it needn't have been because they, they were awful weren't they I mean mm. we were not much better than but Christ they're bad yeah I mean really terrible there will be people who say that a better side will would punish us under those circumstances on another day but it wasn't another side you can only play what's in front of you and they were shite really weren't they they were and I don't think the referee helped no. That was not a game where we needed, what were the 70 fouls or something like that? If We've not, broken all-time records. Yeah, I think it was more. Yeah. So, um, and a lot of them were not really big deals, were they? It was kind of little ankle taps and stuff, and people fall over, and that's a... Or if it's a short whistle, um, then you know it's not really worth mm. giving. I think there should be a rule brought in where um, length of whistle, there should be a minimum length if the referee wants to give a free kick. Mm. They should have to really commit to it. Um, and that meant it was very difficult to get any momentum going. Yeah, it was a bit stop-start, which I guess suited us towards the end, didn't it, when Rafinha got his cramp? Glad to see the lads getting cramped towards the end of the game, just like in the Wolves Glad game. Glad to see him ordering Cody Drummer about as well. <laughs> you, boy, this, now. <laughs> my leg. <laughs> Sorted. <laughs> Fix my cramp. Um, uh, Guglop PQQ, catchy name, in the... Um, in the live stream chat saying that was shite I loved it <laughs> I, I didn't I know I didn't I hate it I have to say it was like torture wasn't it we need to just acknowledge for the benefit of the people watching on video that Moscow and I are wearing the same jumper you look very nice together maybe that's what uh, lay behind the win if we're getting into superstitious territory then you and me wearing the same jumper might be it either that or ending with Adam Forshaw is effectively a false nine one or two other things these these are what make the difference and help us get back to winning ways um what did you make it of, uh, make of it as a contest as a whole? Lacking in quality? Were we nervous? What happened there? Because we were saying, weren't we, Moscow, like, during that game, all this needs is for us to score. If we score in this, then I think we'll probably step up in terms of confidence and quality. And we'll be fine for at least a minute. Yeah. Well, all the scoring was over in four and a half. Four minutes and 31 seconds from uh, from start to finish there. But um, what did you make of it as a contest generally? We, we, did we look nervous? Did we lack quality? Are we in deep trouble? Or is it just because we're down here swimming around in this mess at the minute? It seemed to me like everyone played badly, mm. pretty much. Like I thought Calvin, considering he, him, him and Rafinha are our best two players, he didn't particularly play like it. Jackie Harrison was awful. Mm. He's not Jackie anymore, is he? He's, he's got to hand that one back, surely. Mm. Mind you, he's, he's dealt with a man bun, and that's now gone back to the original OG Jack uh, that we had mm. when he arrived. I've been longing for the short back and quiff to come back, so I was pleased to see it, but... um, it. It's hard to know what's happening up front at the moment because I think it's hard to work out who is exactly playing where. He started as the striker in Bamford's absence and then suddenly he seems to be playing defensive midfield for a while and I think uh, Daniel James went back to centre-forward, which we knew from the Wolves game didn't really work and then it was Harrison's back there a bit and then Rodrigo seems to be playing there. And On the one hand, it's good that you've got this fluidity and players who can swap from position to position on the other hand 
it just looked like we didn't know what we were doing really and we just need to I think all the um, a lot of what we'll probably discuss over the next 20 minutes about how disjointed and horrible so much of it was it'll be interesting to see what difference a fit Bamford makes when mm. he comes back and we suddenly have a focal point and questions are answered I mean, a bit of a mixed bag from Rodrigo today, wasn't it? I mean, we certainly lose something when you lose Bamford. Well, because Bamford leads the press from the front, doesn't he? And he tear asses around like a maniac to the point where he's sick after games and whatnot. Um, During games. Well, you, d- you don't get that with Rodrigo. It's a different type of game, isn't it? There's lots of dropping off and dropping deep to try and get the ball on the half turn and all that sort of stuff. Um, but you do lose like some of that mobility and the, and, and the pressing at the front, I it, think. It sometimes feels like... We're... Just, I'm also regretting wearing the same jumper as Moscow now. I had a chance to take it off five minutes ago before <laughs> we started this. But I need to take it off because I'm too warm. So continue with your point. Okay. Uh, try not to get any um, nipples. Oh, as you take it off, we don't want to... Oh, good. He's gone to one side. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, it feels like at the moment we're slightly... Aiming sometimes elections play without both a striker and a midfield, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that's working for us. I've got to say, no, the false nine, the, the false nine, the false eight, the false <laughs> ten, four, 11. the false ten. Yeah. Just the, the, that big gap in the middle is still there. It's just that Norwich are awful, mm. and so it wasn't as much of an issue as it normally would be. I mean, JC Gaming has, uh, has mentioned this in the comments now, saying when we play three at the back, we lose midfielder, and it kills us every single time. I wonder what it will actually take for Bielsa to adjust it. Uh, I mean, I totally He's not going to do it after a win. Well, no, I totally agree that we do look far weaker. We've said it a lot in recent weeks when we come up against two up front, but it's a problem we've got to solve. But then again, you can't excuse like Calvin getting caught in possession or being slack with his distribution because he wasn't really on it today, was he? I think that's it. If the defender playing there is having a great game it's not a problem and you'd expect Calvin Phillips to be having a great game especially after he's replaced Click who did not have a great game last time so um, a lot of it you can get tempted into and this will be Bielsa's kind of answer to it all is you can get tempted into changing the systems and saying the tactics are all wrong and all this kind of stuff but a lot of it does is going to just play better Yeah, like Calvin on his own in midfield works if he's not passing the ball out for a throw in or giving or like going down easy under tackles and giving the ball away, then it's not a problem. You don't worry about how many people are playing in midfield. It's when he's not on it and other players are not on it around him. Mm-hmm. We have uh, problems. But I, before you started taking your clothes off and I poured Fanta in my eye, <laughs> um, the, one of the things about up front is it's not just Bamford being missing, but it's then Daniel James is new and uh, whoever is playing at centre-forward, whether it's Harrison, James, Rodrigo, it's not normal and it's very different to the way we've spent the previous three years yeah. playing when um, certainly after year one once uh, Bamford's knees stopped just breaking every time he moved it was Bamford there pretty much all the time whether he was uh, scoring or not got very used to things whereas this season without him for the first time for a, a long period of time in a, in a while it's thrown everybody off and trying to incorporate new players at the same time Shackleton has not played at right back very often. Um, we know about Stuart Dallas at left back, but Urente didn't get the game. So I think there's lots of things that are different that mean those. Um, well, it's the opposite of marginal gain, gains, isn't it? It's yes, like it's lots of marginal, marginal deficiencies. Yeah. yeah. Um, John H has just mentioned in the comments. He's just tuned in. Was happy feeling about. Uh, was feeling happy about the three points. Miserable now. Thanks, lads. I don't think they were meaning to be miserable. I just think we, it was exhausting. Was that wasn't it? Christ. But, if we'd have lost, but I mean, that, what would have happened then? But that said, look, just you know, when you take a step back from that game, we were never under any sustained period of pressure, were we? They had, they did have chances, which obviously makes you nervous when it feels like everything's on the line when you're down here and you desperately need three points. But they were, they were not good. They, I mean, they flashed a couple of shots past the post, didn't they? And yeah. then, and then there was the the set piece that did go in 
But yeah, they didn't have they didn't have any as on the rack at any point, did they? It's not like one of those games where it felt like we were we were hanging on really because every time they attacked, they couldn't create anything. Like I mean, there was there was a chance that well, a half chance they had very late in the game. I think it's probably about the ninety third minute or something. It was crossed, and I think they just did an air kick in the box, and you think, well, that's about where they are. Hmm. They're a very bad side, made up of bad footballers, and that's why they are going down. Yeah. It, after yeah. watching them against Chelsea, that when they attack, they get a certain um, part of the way forward, and then they just don't seem to know what they do next. It's kind of our it's really difficult this everyone's yeah. everyone's all organised in front of us and then they don't have the uh, the security at the back to be able to resist counter attacks very well so it's the best thing that they can do is just leave <laughs> to stop stop it and then um, get out of everybody's way if we'd scored in the first half I think everybody's happy and it becomes 2 or 3 nil. that game would calm everything down it was the longer it went without us scoring and I know it feels like I'm using the referee as an excuse, but the more that the game went into that pattern of um, miss a pass, tackle, free kick, try to attack, miss a pass, tackle, free kick, you just got that feeling that it was more on edge than it should have been. And just confidence form, the way things have been, the way everybody has been feeling, just needed that goal at the start. And we didn't get it and I think until when, we got it. Yeah, and when you're down and when you're in 17th and you start the day in 18th, nerves are going to be natural in that position aren't they and I think only by gradually dragging yourself out of the mud does confidence start to build when you get the points on the board and you can just breathe a little easier as you get towards mid-table but I mean look look at that table like if, if Villa lose today to West Ham when we're recording just um, before they kick off we're within what two points with them or we're level with them or something on points and Brentford are only a couple in front of us and they've been no Brentford are uh, going to win the league well they've been told that they're, they're going to be they're adjusting to life in the Premier League and will stay up no trouble and they've been singing Hey Jude every game just a bus stop in Hounslow, but oh, plucky little Brentford. But you know what I mean? It's We don't need to panic or anything just yet. I think the worry is today that you wanted to see us win, obviously, first and foremost, but you also did want something better than that because it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like we've quite we've quite got out of that... Mindset. That, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We, it feels like we're playing percentages a bit more now. Like There seems to be lots more lazy balls, just like, we'll just get it and knock it down the line, whereas it feels like a year ago it was done with a lot more precision and it was done because we know we knock it down the line, but then someone underlaps or overlaps or there's people coming in from midfield. and It just feels all a little bit like we're going through the motions sometimes. Mm. And like Moscow said, maybe it's because we've got a, a quite a different cast at the moment trying to do the same stuff. And the bad form, I guess, lends itself towards people maybe playing it a bit safer because people don't want to try and you know, thread the needle in quite the same way and lose the ball. But it's just not none of it is quite working. But maybe you do need to play your way back into form. And a just, year ago, and we just were acceptably. Losing, uh, a year ago, we were losing four-one to Leicester City and Crystal Palace in back-to-back games. Mm. How many points do we have a year ago? Uh, I don't know. A I, mean, more I, can't, this, but... I can't produce that that quickly. I can, <laughs> I can get the Wikipedia. We had, admittedly, and this is. I don't know what, what point this comes into, but so this time last year, end of October, uh, drew 1-1 with Manchester City, lost 1-0 to Wolverhampton Wanderers, brilliant uh, Bamford 3, Aston Villa 0, then those two 4-1, 4-1. So weird a year ago. Mm. It just um, sometimes you've got to cast your mind back and say, well, we've never been any good. Back, going back, <laughs> going back to the start. It's not where I thought you'd end that, but, no, but thanks for your input there. Uh, going back to the start, that James handball early doors. Did you think for a second? Oh, well, this is it. This is where this is where VAR checks it, and it's a definite handball, and we go one down, and we never claw our way back, and panic, panic, panic. I think last year they'd probably looked at it and given that. Well, they would, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would but, have given it. I mean, there's not there's not a chance he meant to do it. 
Well, the first point to say is that he kicked it with his foot and it went from his foot to his hand, which was therefore in a natural position. Don't kick it into your own hands, though. Play. <laughs> is that what you reckon? <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the first things you should be trying not to do, is kick it into your own hands. Mm. The other but, point is, it, as a TT1362 points out in the comments, Kelvin, whoever he is, Calvin, let's get it right, um, wasn't his normal self today, poor passes and not his energetic self. We're only three points off 11, though, so we can move up if we get some points in the bag. Which, I'm just uh, counting up the, the games. Oh, it was all different this time last year because the season started so late, so it's right. irrelevant. And I, I just tried to do the maths, and now it's, it wasn't worthwhile. Uh, and then there was also when going back to the start of the game. I think it's tw- twelve minutes in. Uh, well, mind you, uh, Daniel James. I started making notes in the first half of the first half, and then I just gave up after about fifteen minutes because I didn't enjoy it and I found it stressful. Um, but James went round the keeper after eight minutes, so it, it, at that point, I thought, oh, okay, actually, maybe this is going to be our day. Went round. Created a chance, should have scored, maybe could have scored. It was cleared off the line by, yeah. of all people, Grant Hanley managed to sprint back and, and get it. But that came from a Norwich mistake, didn't it? They just gave us the ball and we had a go. And there was quite a few like that. And um, if one of those had gone for us in the first half, it would have been very pleasant. But we needed to just... I suppose while I was listening to what you were saying about digging out from form while I was trying to do irrelevant maths about <laughs> things that happened 12 months ago... Um, but it's also been a week since uh, the Wolves game of people just saying the Norwich game is a must win and there is absolutely no margin forever during which we went to Arsenal and lost 2-0. So I don't think any Leeds United player is going to have taken the pitch at Carrow Road today feeling happy and relaxed and looking forward to a joyful afternoon of free-flowing football. The pressure was on and they played like a team under pressure. So it's kind of Fair enough. I almost have been more concerned if they had just come out looking bright and breezy and bushy tail. Like, well, what are you so happy about being in the bottom three, you idiots? <laughs> Show some stress. Well, my- so maybe the best thing about it is that they are, they do look all uh, completely stressed out and can't pass to each other because that's uh, that's exactly how they should be feeling. It's just not what we we want. Yeah, my third and final note of this game was um, 12 minutes in. Urente, uh, what's that word I've written there? Madness. Yeah, it is. Well, madness is the final word. Um, Utter madness. Having, having madness. a madness, I've put. Yeah, mm. Lorente having a madness. He had a couple of moments in that first early spell, didn't he? In the first twenty minutes, where you thought, just kept what? trying to dribble around. What, what are you doing, Diego? Yeah, I think if Liam Cooper does those things, he's probably getting absolutely torn apart this evening. People are saying, "What is he doing? He's obviously not good enough." Because it's Lorente, people are a bit more forgiving. But he was terrifying in the first fifteen minutes. But it's also part of what we needed to do when we don't have. Um, an extra player in midfield or two players in midfield at least you need to take one of their players out by beating them at the back to generate more numbers in midfield and Llorente versus Puki, you'd think that's fine because Llorente thinks he's Johan Cruyff and Puki is a very old man hmm. so it's there for him to be done but the problem was um, I think he, he maybe just got into the mindset that he wanted to beat Puki again and ended up fouling him too many times so that's why it was it was going wrong but it was we, it's part of the plan of try and get beyond um, their striker and then we start to have a numerical advantage in attack so a necessary evil there's some sense in his uh, weirdness let's talk about that bonkers five minutes then the goals uh, first goal Rafa are we a one man team he was the only one doing anything today and I didn't actually think he was always that good today in a lot mm. of ways he, he was, he was his, sometimes, pass, his pass completion rate in the first half was about 43% I think it was sometimes fairly wasteful but then equally he was the only person who making stuff happen, really yeah. made it look like anyone who, who looked like he would make anything happen mm. so 
I suppose you can't criticise him too much. And he did, and he took his goal pretty well, cut inside, beat well, he kind of beat one man, then got his body across in front of someone else, so they'd have to foul him to to stop him. So we we I both said, didn't we, in the run up to that, this is it, this is it, go on like that. So I think we knew, we sensed, didn't we? Yeah, and then I um, made the mistake of picking up my phone, and by the time I did that, I could, I got a notification to say Norwich had scored. I was like, oh, brilliant! Just get, I'm just going to watch this corner, and it's in. Yeah, uh, well, I know. Um, Tweet, uh, deleting is cheating as the phrase goes but I did tweet from the square ball account thank Flip for that That I've, I've censored that for sensitive ears because mm. I know we don't want to swear and fall foul of the algorithm um, but by the time it had published it was one all uh, which was unfortunate and I did delete it like a coward a big scaredy cat still a complete screamer to get us back in front well they all count don't they they all count well done Tim Krull um, but yeah it, it was uh, that was quite emotionally draining that five minutes the, the high and then the the disappointment, but then the high again. It'd have been interesting to see how that game panned out had Tim Krull not had a Rahubka moment with it, to see if, how, how much pressure we would have been able to apply or whether or not they would have had more confidence. Because when they equalised so quickly, you kind of expect them to be the, mm. the team in the ascendancy, don't you? Whereas as it was, we, it was just so end-to-end at that stage that it was they never got a chance to enjoy any of that uh, good feeling of equalising. So... <sighs> I don't know if we'd have been able to break him down again if it had not been for that. I don't think Norwich and the ascendancy, you're talking about somebody kind of kneeling. That's about as <laughs> as close to ascendancy as, as Norwich ever managed. They, that goal put them on their knees and we just, yeah, put them back flat on their faces again. Um, it was upsetting, annoying. It's hard to know who to shout out the most. Shackleton for that pass to Melier or Melier for his attempted pass back to him I mean I know he can only well I've seen him use his right foot but I know he prefers his left but you know you can you can use your left foot to pass it to the left anyway <laughs> just a mess and then yeah we know that we're going to concede from a corner more often than not so that was uh, that was the problem but um, I thought we'd score another I want to say just um, regards to was it the first goal uh, the Rafinha one was it the Rafinha one? I think it was, wasn't the it? The first goal was the Rafinha goal. Where Dan, was it Dan James, the through ball? Because I, I think Dan James, he had a, what you might describe as a, a difficult afternoon at times, and I don't think he's fully settled in yet, as we're not seeing the best of him. We're not using him to his to his best, I don't think, yet. But that uh, ball through was nice. It was a good ball, that intelligent. It was a good move in the build-up to it. We played... Um, we did have some nice stuff. Maybe that's back to where I was at the start, where if you have Bamford at the focal point, these nice attacking moves have a little bit more purpose about them whereas I think they tend to um, if Rafinha doesn't dribble in off the wing and score they, they have a tendency to fiddle fiddle fizzle more <laughs> often than not and not in a exciting firework way I, we, f- um, I found your league table for you by the way Moscow after 10 games last year we were 10th and had 14 points no, oh. only 4 points behind then so it's, it's not a huge amount more is it yeah but 4 is a Percentage of ten is quite a lot. Yeah, but still, <laughs> it depends how you're looking at it, doesn't it? It feels a lot worse, though. I think is the thing. The def- some of the defeats last the st- at the early part of last season, like the Palace and Leicester games, there were still moments in them where it felt like we were, if not at our best, we we did click at points. Whereas today, it never felt like we actually did. But we've got Leicester. We were a goal down after about two minutes. Yeah, but we were also back in that game, and we were Pablo. Pablo came on and hit the bar, did he, or something? I hit the I post know. with it, and it kind of it felt like it could have it could have gone the other way in that one whereas it feels like generally this season we've never quite had any it's not been as fun has it no we got to uh, 10 games you know what we did in games 11 and 12 lost lost them both yeah fair enough so well if we can claw something back then we'll be, we'll be alright we'll we? win the next two we're playing Leicester again and we've, we've proven we can beat them now <laughs> great and didn't they lose to some absolute no marks yesterday 
Yes. I can't remember who though. Arsenal who beat Arsenal, us. Arsenal, of course. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Well, so that's probably a score Arsenal. draw. Um, have, have we heard from Daniel Farker in the post-match? Just wondering. Uh, Rodri- we've heard from Rodrigo. Uh, from the official account, they are saying uh, we needed this victory. So he's not wrong. He's correct in that mm-hmm. regard. How do you think Farker's feeling right now? Is he... Um, is he is he sad? Oh no, it's not a problem. <laughs> I don't mind the defeat. The better team won, and that's that's in some ways that's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, Daniel, what do you think of like you know the, the error that Tim Krul made? That's going to be could be very costly for you. Could even cost you your job. Well, if it does, I won't I won't hold it against him because uh, regrets they will they will only ever uh, wear you down in mm-hmm. time. And it's better to it's better that we all move on. And Tim and I would go maybe go for a massage and 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 make friends and have some tapas. Yeah. Yeah, tapas, tapas for sure. Yeah, yeah. The mir zel bondigas. That's my favourite. <laughs> Very good. And and I will pay. Uh, what do you think Bielsa is going to make from uh, of that Moscow? Because we haven't heard from him yet. Will he be happy? I think he's going to say something like, "We oh. went quickly from joy to sadness." <laughs> but that is what football has that is extraordinary. Bastard. Something along those lines. Bastard. I just have a feeling he. Uh, he may have. Uh, I, I just saw that appear on my feed. Just as just say the words, I hate myself. Um, yeah. I mean, he's biggest concern is whether he's uh, any internal bruising from Rafinha kicking his face off. Well, you don't like to see that, do you? No, does that speak to problems in the dressing room? Because for mm. me, Clive, you've got Brazilians and Argentinians in there and it's they asking don't mix, for trouble, Clive. No. Yeah. It's like yeah. pouring oil on water. We've, we've, seen, this, uh, we've seen this historically. Um, I like to... Uh, yeah, Rafinha did stop short of um, making Bielsa pick himself up. I thought it was, uh, he didn't quite give him the Cody drama treatment you give the there's a pecking order there he, he recognised but um, but yeah it's not often you see um, Bielsa getting uh, knocked over I'm trying to think of which game it was last season um, it might have been Southampton when he did that same thing at full time of just staying crouching staring at the ground not moving just thinking whatever thoughts he's, he's thinking um, so I don't know if that speaks to him being relieved whether he's just sick of watching Diego Llorente and and worrying all the time or what it was but um, I'm sure he's happy with the win <laughs> as long as he's happy that's fine the performance deserved the victory is what he's actually saying as uh, Adam Pope is tweeting as I speak mm. the game was very disputed it's true it wasn't an easy game for us we created many situations which should have been which should have created danger but we didn't create that many that were mm. We are a little bit unthreatening in attack, aren't we? Um, just a word for Stuart Dallas. A few people in the comments on the YouTube stream asking about Dallas, saying it was nice that he got, if you heard on the commentary, getting a proper um, back in a bit of a lift from the Leeds fans who were singing There's Only One Stuart Dallas, which is nice given that, you know, the difficulties he's, um, he's had recently with losing one of his mates uh, and may explain why, you know, maybe his mind is not 100% on the game um, all the time. So good for him. I thought he had a better game and he grew into it a little bit as well. He, he sort of tightened it all up and the passing was better as that game yeah, wore on. I thought he was good today was Dallas. He wanted, I mean, as good as anyone was when I was more or less hating every single player on the pitch for the majority of that game. But yeah, I, th- I thought he was fairly decent again. And he was He's a bit isolated down that left-hand side when we play this system as well. It, there were a few times in the first half where he, he was doubled up on and it felt... Oh, there was one point, in fact, where he just did go completely missing. He was somewhere up the other end of the pitch, I think, been busy attacking... But no, I think he's. Um, I think he did all right today. And I, I thought it was. Uh, speaking of the fullbacks, actually, I thought it was good that I quite enjoyed just seeing Cody Drama come on at right back as a right back because that's what he does. Rather than going, okay, Stuart, you go to right back, Jackie to left back, and doing a big reshuffle, which we sometimes see, and everyone moves positions. But actually, there's something nice in being able to bring on a, a sub and just go, well, you just play the position you actually play. Yeah, I've been a, a little 
underwhelmed without wanting to say it out loud about uh, Chacleton at right back. He's not fully selling me there, which is fair because he's a midfielder. So I would endorse uh, Cody Drame. How do you think he got on today? Chacleton. Well, both of them, Drame as well when he came on. I mean, Shaq, maybe Norwich's goal kind of sums him up a little bit there of that speaks of that discomfort where you'd seen um, in that sort of situation Llorente deciding not to pass to Melier because of the character of the ball he would be giving him, whether it's on Ilian's most comfortable foot and sometimes even though he will have been growling, keeper, keeper, he's going to say no, no keeper, into touch. Whereas Shaq not being so defensively minded and not having 10 years at Real Sociedad and Real Madrid Academy behind him, just peg it at him. Um, but put him in midfield and have him as an option there and then Cody Drama looked good against Arsenal absolutely no problems uh, this afternoon so if he can just be a right back at right back and then um, we we need some midfielders well everybody's maybe instead of Adam Forshaw Radrizani should have said Jamie Shackleton um, but he would give us an extra body midfield and his Forshaw ability to run back and forward um, yeah, it covers a lot of ground, lot of doesn't it? But I know it, it seemed to lack that out ball a lot of the time, which is something I feel like. You know, when I said, I think it was last week when I was saying we seem to not be quite doing those little interchanges of passing um, out wide. And I think maybe it's Shackleton's side that I've sort of seen that, those little triangles, yeah. three on twos. It's because he's not quite got that out ball he down looks, the line. He's always looked good as a sub coming on, backing up Rafinha. And Rafinha looks like he loved him. But then you saw the first half today when um, we were talking about Rafinha's um, pass percentages before. I think he would blame Jamie Shackleton for some of that because he was certainly. Uh, giving him what for on a couple of occasions um, but the, if you remember the, the classic Chacleton game was the Derby uh, playoff both of them he'd played in the second leg as well didn't he but certainly the, the first leg where in midfield he was absolutely brilliant anything right and Stuart Dallas hadn't made his move into midfield at that point so you think right Shackleton will be our, our midfielder for the next 10 years and instead he's um, he's milling about at, at right back so with Click out of form um, with Calvin Phillips out of form and ailing injured, maybe there's something different that can happen there. But Forshaw's back, and uh, and is our new striker. I he, thought it was good. He was covering some good ground, wasn't he? I thought, like he just being in there, as we said before. Like was it last week when there was that big gap against Wolves because they were sitting so deep, and there's kind of that big, I don't know, acres of space just in mm. midfield. And he just came on. He seemed to dominate that space quite nicely. And he was he was covering a lot of ground for a man who is essentially broken. I think it's sometimes it's difficult to get involved as a sub as well, whereas it felt like he came in and was. He, I just looked at the stats actually. Touched it thirteen times in his thirteen minutes he was on the pitch, which is quite a lot. Mm. So that's once a minute. That is once a minute. Mm-hmm. But that, no, he was um, apart from that time. Yeah, when he when Rafinha tried to play through a ball to him because he was somehow our furthest man forward, <laughs> and you were sort of thinking, mm, I'm not sure. Yes. For sure, as the false nine. It's great when he just refused to pass to uh, Jackie Harrison as well. He wasn't going to put him through on goal, but that famous. Uh, Deadly finisher Adam Forshaw. I've got to. I've got to pass to him at the earliest opportunity. Has Forshaw scored for us? I think he's scored one. But if you rem- remember back in the dim and distant days when he did actually play games for us, mm. um, he just kept missing loads of chances, didn't he? Yeah, it became a, a meme about um, Adam Forshaw never scoring. I'm sure people were singing at him about having a um, shoot. The old batty kind of thing started happening happening to him. But he's not a goal scorer. No. under any circumstances which is why it was so hilarious to see him let him define himself don't you tell him what he can and can't do sprinting onto through balls from uh, Rafinha into their penalty area we should give a word to um, Efani Koko who was doing the co-coms I think on Sky today we were watching alternative commentary on uh, on our television screen so we didn't get to share in the job Thank, but thanks for that Noel but uh, 
but apparently, apparently, should we say, as, as a former Norwich player, he was leaning heavily towards the home side today, and a lot of people were unhappy with it and saying they were watching the game on mute and so on and so forth. I mean, I don't really, I don't mind when players are kind of just obviously biased. But we enjoy it when, when Lucy Ward's doing it, don't we? Yeah, I, I, Jermaine Beckford. I have more of an issue with it when people are just doing it on the sly and just being trying, maintaining the front of, of being impartial, but then actually just completely favouring them. But if he's just come out and said, I want Norwich to win or whatever, then, you know, fair enough. And there's a lot of uh, long lingering camera shots on uh, um, that Leeds fan who works for them as the sporting director. Whatever. What's his name? Stuart. Stuart Weber. Weber, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of funny. He was all about how um, don't bully Norwich. They haven't come up just to go straight back down. But my favourite part of his midweek comments was that he needed the the Carroll Road crowd to really get behind Ooh, the lads. And, real bear pit. Which, for a start, is a ridiculous request to make of the Carroll Road crowd. But then secondly towards the end when um, there was a perfectly reasonable pass backwards of about five yards to Tim Krull because Leeds were blocking off um, any forward passes and he would have an easier route of getting the ball forward quickly and all the Norwich fans started booing and it just told me that they don't they really just don't understand what they're looking at mm. <laughs> you might as well just show them like a just get a fridge freezer and just like move it up and down the pitch for a while and they'll be like oh, yeah, that's good they just don't really get anything that's, Jake Humphrey uh, will not have liked that booing either he doesn't like negativity does he mm-hmm. no and it was really neg- negative and if you compare because um, a lot of people were really sort of wowed by the um, Leeds crowd against Wolves that we were really helping the team to a a 1-1 draw and celebrating like a victory but that is what you need when you are bottom of the table and fighting to get out of trouble if that's the Norwich fans' attitude towards being at the bottom of the table and fighting the way out of trouble, booing a perfectly reasonable pass in the last ten minutes of the game, the goal music didn't didn't cheer them up either. Did it? Nine hours since they've heard that. I don't know if that's home or or away since they uh, they last had the advantage of the goal music. What was it? The goal music wasn't uh, it Tom Hart? It, no, it was a uh, it was some sort of nineties dance thing. That's all that stuck in my memory. Was it that? Yeah, great stuff. What an atmosphere. Yeah, I can't Fantastic. remember the, the name of it. It'll come to me when we get off air, won't it? But uh, when we get off air. Anyway, um, just a final thing then to wrap it up. Are we going to hear from uh, from Farker about how he's feeling? Because, you know, his, his team are eight points adrift now already at this stage of the season, a quarter of the season. Has he been sacked yet? He's gone. He's not. But I mean, like, but what's his message to the fans? That's what I want to know. Because they're not going to be happy tonight. They're languishing at the bottom of the table. They've been beaten again on their own patch by a team that, you know, they would hope to take points off. So... What's his message to the We fans? can win the championship again next season. I fully believe it. I'm assembled a team that can do it every other year. We can win the league and then go down without winning any games. <laughs> Very good. Um, any more comments to add then? Um, are we feeling all right? Are we feeling happy with that? Or is it just another boxer tick in terms of the points are in the bank? We move on to next week. Or can we all reflect on that with some positivity? I'll at least be able to sleep, I think, a bit tonight whereas if, if we'd have lost that I would have been thinking yeah we probably are going down here mm-hmm. whereas at the moment I just think we probably are still in a relegation scrap mm-hmm. but with a chance hey lads chance. lads we've <laughs> done, done half an hour we've not even said the words you know Tyler Roberts he was alright wasn't he <laughs> when he came on I, I, I was wondering <laughs> Moscow it was like um, Wembley 96 in here why is why is Tyler on the bench yeah. um, and all that furious so. wasn't he yeah. no he was alright no, right he, he, he put Rafinha away for um, a chance didn't he he did he did <sighs> sickening sick of it he was a perfectly yeah. good no, man sorry. of the match it was uh, so an, an alright day I think a, a decent day at the office then is that how we basically box this one off fine it was a fine day it was alright when do we play Norwich again 
Is that our next win? You just look ahead. <laughs> no, I think, later um, in the season, I think. If we can get them with everything a little bit calmer and more of our good players back and more of our good players playing properly, we'll absolutely smash them. Even with our anxious performance and players not playing the best and um, it not being the easy win that would have been the dream, you can still see the clear difference in quality and application. Um, and if that's the standard of team that's going down, we are better than that so I'm saying it now too good to go down and um, we're not I will say I will agree with Michael if we'd have lost that today I was quite prepared to accept relegation <laughs> that would have been it for me I'd laugh again it's fine I'll embrace it now so, so I just feel myself it, sinking it'll, it'll hurt less when we get to April and May if I just accept it now but no there would have been a reasonable argument for closing Leeds United Football Club down if that had, uh, if that had been the case today but I think we'll be okay I think because we've been so good for a few years it's really hard to adjust to the other way to adjust yeah. to being to being down at the bottom and and also we need to have a slight acceptance that teams down the bottom of the league are shit yeah and it, we just need to be a bit better than Most three them, other, than yeah. three other shit teams and it's actually it's all right even though it's not going to be fun necessarily it should still be it should still be all right is it it was a shame Burnley won three one that was mm. I didn't see that but they're crap they'll get hammered again next week mm. you know it's fine it's yeah. Fine. And this is why we do it over a season and not just one week, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that the old league system. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, if you are a TSB Plus subscriber, by the way, uh, check out the feedback form as well. Let us know what we got right, wrong, anything we missed on this uh, on the match ball. And we will address all that on Propaganda. We'll also hear from Nor- Norwich fans. Do we know of any hard-hitting, furious Norwich podcasts or fan channels that will really dig into their team? Or have they, are they broken, do you think, already? I don't really know. I can't re- remember ever hearing of, from any Norwich fans. Mm. Delia. Yeah, yeah never off the television. Head balls, drunken screaming, won't she? <laughs> Her and Jay Humphrey, two after. What a waste of time! Mm. Don't oh. bother Norwich. All right. Well, well, propaganda will definitely be worth listening to. Yes. Uh, Michael will find something to make it worth a, a great show. From our point of view, it won't be a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, correct. Uh, and we look forward to that ten-minute show on uh, on Tuesday. Thanks for listening and watching this one. We will see you in a bit. The Match Ball. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must have travel shoes have a lighter than air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.